Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. All right, all right, let's do this. This is Tracy Harrell, and it's bigger than me, baby. That's what I typically say when I close the show. And today, what I wanted to share with you is that, yes, I'm here, and there's no guest with me. And as you know, I normally focus on using technology, community, this is our mission, we use technology, community, and positive psychology to help good people do great things. What I say about our vision is we help real people turn dreams into reality, we turn hope into how, and we build on the power of purpose, destiny, and legacy. And today what I'm going to do is I've received a number of questions about what is this whole Bigger Than Me movement, which I've referenced several, several times. Um... I actually went to a uh, angel investors workshop and I talked about the business and they said, love it. We love your energy. We love what you're doing. Can you tell us more? I'm also working on three TED Talks. Hello, Montana, who is coaching me on uh, finalizing the first one to be published soon. I'm very excited. And they continue to all provide me with the same feedback. We need more of you. Now, since my show is called Bigger Than Me, that's clearly contrary to what I would normally want to do. But today I feel pretty motivated. I had a guest planned. And she, hello, Romy Hancock, will be joining us on another Sunday. She actually had a a last-minute emergency, a family emergency. And I thought, well, you know, I have been thinking that I should probably respond to the request So today we're going to talk about what is this whole Bigger Than Me movement. Uh, I'm excited to say that I have a book launching, and we marched to April. I just spoke to my publisher today, and she said, you got a couple months. We're tight on time. Uh, So very, very soon. But we're going to start talking a little bit more about what I've been able to garner from this three-year project, this effort to really focus on this Bigger Than Me movement, which really for me, is now my life's purpose. And what we're doing today is I'm going to talk to you as if you were had never watched this show and you had no idea what we were doing. And I'm hoping you're going to leave this experience with an understanding of why this is important, how together we can change the status quo, how we can actually change the future for generations to come. It's very exciting. So, again, this show, normally a lot of other individuals. Today we're talking to you. It's about you and me, mano a mano. So the first question I would want to ask you and that I ask when I, when I think about this show and this work and the book and the business and the movement, all called Bigger Than Me, we ask the question, do you know your destiny? That's an important question. Do you have a clear purpose in life? I know I do. That's critical. So when I think about the work that we're doing right now, this is part of my destiny. 
and I'm helping others to focus on their legacy, to leave a legacy just by telling your story. So I'd also ask you this question. Do you want to leave a legacy in life? Do you want to make sure that others know that you were here, you made a mark, you made a difference, not just in your own bank account, but in the lives of others? Wouldn't it be great to know that we together can make the world a better place? Well, guess what? That's what this show, this book, this business, this Bigger Than Me movement, that's what this is all about. It's about really helping us to think about the three elements that are really a driving force for the human condition. This concept of purpose, destiny, and legacy. When I ask myself these questions, and I have, of course, the answer for me is yes. Yes, yes, and yes, yes, I believe together. I know that together we can make the world a better place. And yes, I know it sounds very aspirational. So when you look at these images, you know, the target market for my business are other people. I call us dreamers, real people who have a dream, people who want to leave a legacy in life. So just like MLK, I too have a dream. I have a dream that not just one day, but each and every day, we all embrace this concept of a bigger than me movement. And that simply means we're going to be willing to engage to tell stories, to share wisdom, to elevate expectations. That's what a bigger than me movement is all about. Your bigger than me moment is you actually taking hold of your destiny, you taking an opportunity to leave a legacy. And yes, I, I realize that I'm not MLK, but we all can serve and we can all be great. Remember, that's one of his famous quotes. We can all be great because we can all serve. So this is basically an invitation today to you, a pause for you to think about your life and your legacy. You know, at the end of the last show, I had Debrina Jackson-Gandy on the show. And it was last Sunday when we all heard about Kobe Bryant's untimely death. Tragic. Horrible. It, 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 it was horrifying for all of us. And none of us knew him personally. But what we knew is this was a man who was living a life on purpose. He was at the top of his game, delivering excellence. That's admirable in itself. But he was also a father. He was a, a gentleman, a businessman. He was helping others. And at the end of the day, there's tons of research that talks about how we can live our best lives by helping others. So, no, I didn't know Kobe Bryant personally. Neither did Debrina Jackson. But I can tell you, we spent the first 35 minutes of our conversation before the show talking about him. Now, she only mentioned his name at the last two minutes when I asked her what advice would she give to our listening audience. I asked her specifically what advice would she give if to talking to any, any of us who have a goal in life or something we want to accomplish or we want to be better at something. She said, think about each day. Be hopeful that you can make a difference. So, yes, being a dreamer is one key element of my business and what we're doing. But I'm also hopeful, I'm super excited about the work that we can do together. So all politics aside, you may not like Obama. You may not like any of his politics. But at the end of the day, that man did an amazing job of galvanating energy around a positive possibility. There was hope. His slogan was very simple. Yes, we can. Well, guess what? I believe we can, too. I am so focused on this concept of purpose, destiny, and legacy that I'm gifting it to everyone that I speak to. I'm creating this platform 
for each of you to be able to be a part of something amazing. And hope is a fundamental philosophy. It's needed for any type of change. And so some of the changes we talk about on this show are really about you. What changes do you want to make in your own life? Are there things you want to to do differently? Are there some things that you've done amazingly well that you want to share with others? We all have a story to tell. So when I think about our mission, our vision, and what we do, we tell stories. We share wisdom. We elevate expectations. That's something we can all do. And I'm hopeful that we now have a framework and technology for us to be able to use this unique platform, this movement, to truly change the status quo. And again, this is a we. The show is called Bigger Than Me because guess what? It's so much bigger than me. Now when you hear what our vision is, that we help real people turn dreams into reality, when I say we turn hope into how, and we build on the power of purpose, destiny, and legacy, hopefully now you understand a little bit more about what that means. I flashed these up at the beginning of the show for about 30 seconds, but I've never actually taken time on this show to really talk about why these specific words are important and why our mission and vision are so critical to what I'm doing and what each of us can be a part of. And for any any business or any vision or any movement or any any initiative, you know, we ask questions like, what problems can we solve? So what are we trying to solve? Like, what is this all about? So I believe at this point in time, there's a global problem that's shared by all. Again, this show is 100% not about politics at all. This is about how can we together make the world a better place? It's very exciting. So we have a global problem. I feel like we're at a critical point in America and world history where there's an unprecedented need for positive change. Many of the challenges feel way too big for us to address as an individual. So what I'm doing is creating a platform and an ecosystem for each of us to be able to be part of something bigger, bigger than ourselves. All I know is when my last days come, I'm going to be super excited about being able to drop the mic and say, I've done all that I can, and I feel like I'm definitely living, living my best life. I know there's a lot of words on this slide, so Mike, bear with me. But again, a little bit deeper conversation around the collective dreams that we have unfulfilled. I mean, we all look around, I know, in this world, and we think, my, oh, my, I wish. I wish that I could do something to help others. I wish that I could help change the lives of someone else. But you might be asking yourself, where would I even start? There are collective dreams, right, that we have unfulfilled. So when you look at the state of the world and you ask yourself, my, oh, my, I'm just one person. What can one person do? Guess what? You could be part of the Bigger Than Me movement. That's what we're doing here today. We are focused on, Mike is telling me to keep my hands down. That'll be my challenge for today, hands down. The whole system needs to change. Well, the beauty of what we're doing here is we've done some work around a system called adaptive leadership. That is about changing the system, changing each of us individually so that we can be our best and we can contribute to our community to make it better. Those around us are better and the world is better. That's a systems change. So we, we've done a lot of work. Again, there'll be a whole nother show around adaptive leadership, 
But the exciting thing is there are tons of problems. This is just one. I'll go into more details later about another one. But this is just the collective vision, the strategic overall initiative that we're addressing is how do we make the world a better place? How do we tap into this knowledge business? Tony Robbins, uh, Oprah Winfrey, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer. I mean, we know there's a ton of individuals who focus on this concept of a knowledge business, making the world a better place, helping each of us to be the best that we can do. When I say we help real people turn dreams into reality and we turn hope into how, that means you may want to do a thing, but you haven't figured out how to get there. Me either. There's some things I do amazingly well. I'm so excited. My book is coming out soon. Book number three is going to be published first. And so we have tons of little words of wisdom from other books, from other experts, ageless wisdom, amazing research, extensive interviews. So we know there are a number of solutions that we already know. So we're sharing that information with you for you to be a part of this movement as well. So you might be asking yourself, what exactly is she doing again? Can you tell me what is this bigger than me thing? Again, it's a show. It's what you're watching or if it's or listening to. It's also a book. It's a series of books, actually. And we'll have another show about the books. It's a business. I've actually left corporate America. I worked 25 years in corporate America. And I'm very proud of the work I did in corporate America. I worked eight years at IBM in New York, my first job out of college. New York, North Carolina, Florida, Mexico City, and Rio, Brazil. Eight years at IBM, around the world, amazing experience. I then went home um, in 2000. My father got sick in Florida, which is where I'm from, and I worked 14 years at Disney. Again, my background is finance. I have an MBA, a um, finance degree, uh, master's level, two master's level degrees in project management. Um, I've done work around in internal audit, et cetera, et cetera, uh, marketing technology, sales strategy, um, project management is kind of my thing, but I'm, my mind always focuses on process improvement in the business world. And so I've kind of taken that expertise, that business expertise, and now I'm applying it and, and leveraging this adaptive leadership systems approach to really solve any problem. And we're going to do it in three ways. We tell stories and share wisdom. We build community and we elevate expectations. That's really what we're doing. That's what this show is all about. When you see the various guests with their amazing stories, all of this is happening because we're helping good people do great things, and we're doing it in a very pragmatic way. Now, you may ask the question about the business side. I'm going to throw this slide up real quick, Mark. Mike, so basically it's a book, the business, and the movement, right? And our business model has three key elements. So we're a consulting and training company. And what's really exciting about the work that we're doing is it's a collective effort. Super exciting. It's also a transformational technology resource. So I have some individuals who I know, Mike, hands down. Thank you. Um, we have some individuals helping me uh, bring all of these videos, so not just the ones we can do live weekly on the air, but I have tons of content and interviews from amazing people who are sharing their stories. They're going to be online. They're recorded on YouTube. Um, we're building out a future app. There's tons of great stuff happening, but it's really to create this video diary, a video archive of amazing people telling their stories, sharing their wisdom, and elevating expectations so that we can all get to the next level. It's also, gonna, it's also building into a research institute. We've done so many. I've done so many interviews. It's very exciting. Online, in person, et cetera. And so we're going to be able to leverage that 
content from both a corporate perspective, but also for individuals. If you're working on a particular issue, we have a community of individuals who are already committed. I have over a year's worth of individuals ready to, to, to participate in this, um, this, I won't call it a show, the movement, right? So it's coming off live because there's just not enough time in the day. So it's very exciting. So that's the business model. But what's also exciting is we have a, it's a, it's a one-of-a-kind blue ocean strategy. And I'll talk about that again. But a concept of a blue ocean strategy is really um, what makes us different. We're doing something different than any other company. So again, two of the questions that I was asked by some angel investors and by my TED Talk coach is, how did this get started? What, what, why do, should people care? And what exactly are you doing? Can you give me an example of like how you're going to be able to change the world? So they love what you're doing, but they're like, give me an example. So what I did is I pulled up and thought back to when did I decide, okay, the money that I was making in corporate America, and yes, having a weekly check is a beautiful thing. I'm still trying to figure out how to monetize this good work because I feel like I'm just changing the world. So now focus on that for the last year. I've been focused on how do we really create content. And because we've done so many surveys and reached out to so many people, it's super exciting that now we're at a place where we're launching the books, et cetera, and we're asking you to also get involved. So the two problems, I already talked about this global problem of wanting to change things, wanting to make the world a better place. We also, I'm also president of the National Black MBA Association. It's a national organization. You don't have to be black and you don't have to have an MBA to participate. They happen to be started by black MBAs. I'll tell you more about that later. But we actually, um, when this started for me, the transition to go full time into doing this work is because we started some efforts to increase the number of diverse professionals in leadership roles. And we know that we needed to drive a collective effort in order to change the status quo. And so we had participated in a think tank. And all I can say is, amazing, the solutions are there. We now just needed to focus on implementation. Somebody needed to focus on implementation. So I thought, why not me? So again, the Black MBA, this organization, and I plan to have presidents of other organizations and leaders from other National Black MBA Association chapters I'm president of the Seattle chapter. I plan to have other, um, I've already interviewed people that are part of the National Board of Directors, uh, the chairman of the board, like amazing interviews that we already have that I haven't spoken about once on this show. But I thought now is the time because now we're creating this, this platform is um, going to be rolling out soon. So now is the time for us to add this as a reference for those who will um, want to participate. So Again, I'm super excited about this work. And again, the call to action is because we're at a critical moment in history. It calls for each of us to join this collective effort toward changing the status quo. Really, what I started out by wanting to do is to build a better future for generations to come. And I tried to do it initially from the inside out. But when you're experiencing the challenges that you're talking about, it's really difficult to be like on the operating table and directing the surgeons what to do. That's no fun. It's really more of an outside-in job with partners and resources that are on the inside. So that's why I decided to lean in. So it's really the work that I did, the role that I have. It's a volunteer role as a member, as a president of the Seattle chapter of the National Black MBA Association. This is why 
and how I started, because there was some accountability as well. Where I was an individual who was president of this national organization, bringing individuals from across the country, like I moved from, from the East Coast, from Florida, to Seattle. And again, organizations, companies, Microsoft is an amazing company. They're amazing leaders there, et cetera. They were, the, the information I'm going to talk about as far as challenges for advancement for anyone who's diverse, whether you're a woman, Black, you know, there could be there's any number of challenges. They talk about that all the time, so they know that there are challenges. What I what I'm excited about is working with Microsoft and other large organizations in Seattle because it's a very progressive space, and really identifying a way for us to really have conversations that will allow us to change the status quo. So what I love about this work is that the National Black MBA Association, just for a little history, this organization was founded in 1970. So this year in 2020, we are celebrating our 50th anniversary. We, do, we host a national conference every year where all of the, the national, or excuse me, the local chapters come together in a specific city. And we're going to be meeting this. It's always during my birthday week, which is very exciting, too. That's a side note. So September 24th is the week of the National Conference. My birthday is September 23rd. Thank you. Um, So the National Conference this year will be in D.C. And my goal is to actually continue to, between now and then, promote an initiative that allows every person in this country, no matter who you are or where you are, to participate in this initiative, this concept of a bigger-than-me moment as it relates to corporate culture, as it relates to diversity and inclusion. Now, that's not what this show is about, but it's one of 10 elements that is, a, that is one of our topics, right? I just haven't talked about it on this show until today, but it is one of the things that I've done work on. I do consulting for, for um, organizations, so if you're looking for someone to help you navigate through this process, that's also work that I do. Um, and I'm excited to be president of the Seattle chapter. We're one of the newest chapters Um, It's a volunteer organization, by the way. None of us are paid to do this work. And so what I'm doing between now and September, between now and we'll talk more about the details, but I'm building my board. 2020 is the end of my leadership as president of the Seattle chapter. And there's two things that I'm doing. It's a nonprofit organization. So I am absolutely asking for corporations and individuals to, to donate to this nonprofit organization. But I'm also asking for volunteers who want to be a part of something Amazing. And when I say something amazing, you can go to our national site. It's H, it's NBMBAA, so National Black MBA, M as in Mary, Masters in Business Administration, not N as in the National Basketball Association. So the National Black MBA, that's for people who have a Masters in Business Administration. Um, that's where it comes from anyway. Um, go to NBMBAA.org and you can learn more about the organization. So that's not what this show is about. This show is really... Someone asked me the question, numerous individuals asked me the question, why you, why now, and why are you doing this show? So this is really how my brain, how I got super engaged. What's exciting is the goals of the organization are very simple. We focus on professional development, so we connect talented employers, employees to employers, talented professionals at various levels of um, experience and education with top employers. That's primary what we do. We also develop leaders of tomorrow, and that's really around investing in young, talented individuals. We also focus on this community economic impact. One of the things we've said for years is our mission for the National Black MBA Association is economic and intellectual empowerment. 
that has a number of layers. Again, we can talk about it in more detail later, but it's really about empowering, stimulating uh, economic and intellectual empowerment for our community, those in our community. We have very clear objectives as well. We want to enhance educational opportunities. Those two words keep coming up, economic and intellectual empowerment. Um, foster corporate partnerships as well. There are, I don't know, 400 of the country's top businesses are already part of the National Black MBA as a, as a national organization. We're building, thank you, my hands will stay down. Um, and we're also providing a platform for, for, for professionals to network, share common interests, career goals, aspirations, et cetera. That's a little background about the organization. So when someone asks me, Tracy, what? tell me about this show. How did it get started? Why are you doing this work? It's partially because I was president of this, let me just go back real quick, this national organization. We're bringing youth into um, companies. And, and full disclosure, I had more than one intern and young professional come to me. One girl actually came to me um, literally about to commit suicide. That's a burden. Like, you don't even understand. We talked for hours, days. She was being shipped back home because her, her job here that she moved here, you know, for didn't work out. And she was the first person in her family to go to college. She was the first person in her family to, you know, be hired by a national organization. She had this, this story that just was gut-wrenching, right? Youth, I mean, I have young guys who talk to me about experiences, and these are things we know are happening, right, in amazing organizations who want to do better. <laughs> so I figured, you know what, at the end of the day, I have to do something. And if not me, then who? And if not now, then when? That was really basically, you know, kind of how this whole thing got started. I was, I was, I was impressed by people's honesty and willingness and, and desire to share their experiences and their stories, but there was really no place or no platform for us to be able to share. I also wanted to be able to create a, a platform for leaders because it, you know, while I was at Microsoft, I did tons of internal training around this concept of adaptive leadership, and I called it the Adaptive Leadership Equity and Inclusion Initiative. And we'll talk more about that on another show. I don't really go into it much here, but it's really a change management initiative. Right. I've said on this show before that when I was at Microsoft and just in corporate America in general, again, Microsoft is an amazing company. I am not in any way bashing Microsoft. I'm just saying I felt empowered as a as a leader at Microsoft. I don't know if you know, um, Satya wrote a book and he encouraged every employee at Microsoft to go out and find something you're passionate about and use the Microsoft. What did he call it? Platform. Use us, basically, is what he encouraged, to, to change the world. And so I'll be reaching out to Satya and say, hey, guess what? I'm good. Let's do this thing. And, and again, there's some amazing, amazing leaders at Microsoft, for sure. This is not about Microsoft. This is a common, some common elements that I'm going to share with you that we've discovered are things that we know are happening. And what I'm excited about is being able to work from the outside in now with organizations that are willing to actually make a change, changes that are truly sustainable, not talking about change, but actually making a change and hearing from voices and individuals that are sharing and willing to share true experiences so that we can change things, not just talk about the problems, but actually change the culture, like not the illusion of inclusion, but the actual exercise of inclusion. That's what we're focused on. So, um, 
One of the projects, as I focused on my TED Talk and as I was working with some angel investors about this business, which I'm trying to figure out how to monetize at this point, it's just my ministry. It's a ministry of the mind. How do we get people to think differently? And so one of the examples that I'm sharing here is from a think tank that was conducted. It's a business project focused on equity and inclusion. And basically, there were some desires of this organization, the National Black MBA Association, to increase the number of diverse professionals in executive and leadership roles. That was one of the things we said we wanted to do. And I participated in a think tank that allowed us to drive change, that set out to drive change for generations to come. I'm not going to say allowed us to because we didn't finish the work. That's really why I figured it's now time for me to activate and to actually drive some change. So our goal was to increase the number of diverse professionals in executive and leadership roles. What was really interesting to me is that the results of this think tank were worse than ever. Like, worse than ever as it related to the metrics from national, nationally renowned individuals and sources. The results were worse than ever. I have a picture here. I think uh, Mike has shown the details. Dr. Damon a. Williams. I'm going to have him on my show soon so that he can go deeper into this, but I'm just going to provide an overview today. And again, there were 200 participants. I've heard 200, I've heard 100. I know I participated in a number of sessions. We did think tanks for extended periods of time. So I'm going to talk about this and what we learned and then what we realized we can do different. This is one of the examples on how we as a, as a community can come together to drive change. Again, it's bigger than me. It's not about one thing. It's about we've created a set of solutions that will allow us to change anything. We can change anything from a global initiative, from a specific local goal that you want to accomplish. I'm so excited. I haven't revealed specifics on uh, my book. I just, like I said, spoke to my publisher today, so I'm super excited about it. But the book is a anthology. It's a collection of wisdom from many, many, many sources. It's all bigger than me, right? So that's why this is an invitation. The show is an invitation for you to say, wow, there's some good things happening. So let me keep going. So I participated in this think tank. Dr. Damon A. Williams will be joining us. And there's really four things that we can do. And so this is the invitation for each of you. Let's realize this dream of this organization who, again, premier organization, professional organization in the nation. We're going to create a path for change. So we know that there are challenges. We're going to actually drive the change and create a path together. We're going to deliver collective impact. because It's not about me saying a thing. It's about individuals collectively sharing their stories so that it's very clear where the opportunities exist. And what can be done has already been documented. We're not making this stuff up. The interesting part is none of the metrics have changed for years. So delivering a collective impact is really what MLK did, right, when he was trying to change when the, you know, the, the civil rights movement. When you think about women's suffrage and the concept of gaining rights for women, it's about a collective impact. So the Bigger Than Me movement, it's not just a book. It is a book. It's actually a series of books, seven books. Um, but it's a, it's a movement. It's a really, it's about thinking differently. It's a, it's a mentality. So we're also going to leverage what we know and take action, right? We've done tons of research. We know exactly what to do. Now is the time to take action. So today's show is about, here's some information. Here's some background. I'll be referring people to this when they ask me about the work that we're doing and why it's important and why I got started and et cetera, et cetera. 
it started here. Now, there's so much that each of us can do, but these are the four things that we can do right now to change the world. So when I think about realizing the dream, like I said, the goal was very clear. These guys did some amazing work. The path for change was also documented. This is Dr. Damon A. Williams once again. He talks about critical leverage points to drive change. Mike, if you can go into this, this one for me a little bit. You already got it. Perfect. So if you can go into a detailed um, shot on this. So this was really about enabling change through these critical leverage points. And when I said previously, there was this concept of a systems change. This is about how do we actually change things for generations to come. So it is about having a collective impact agenda. It's about looking at the, the where power lies in the public and the private partnerships. So it's really about building partnerships across all elements of the system. And then it's also about taking action immediately, launching change. The third thing we're going to do is basically deliver this concept of a collective impact model. Again, Dr. Damon A. A. Williams represented this around us having a common agenda and then, again, mutually reinforcing activities. So some of the things that I, that I talk about on this show being very simple, three things. We tell stories, we share wisdom, we elevate expectations, and that's what this is all about, changing things for generations to come and asking each of you to be a part of that change. So you might be asking, what exactly are we trying to change? Well, the State of the Black Professional Report is a document that you can find on the national website for the National Black MBA Association. Again, the website is NB for National Black, MBA for Master's in Business Administration, and another A for Association. So it's nbmbaa.org is where you can go to find information about this black. It's called State of the Black Professional Report. What's interesting is not just about black professionals. It just so happens was commissioned by an organization that highlights challenges that we've experienced. So, Mike, if you can go in on this one a little bit, too. I know it's super, super tiny. You're in? Awesome. So if you can go in on the, um, the, the graph part of it. And what I love about this chart is in the last 10 years, there's been almost no growth in the number of black professionals and what I've, in the pipeline. So if you look at the first um, section, it's about the chief executive officers. It's a, this is about the pipeline, right? You have chief executive officers, you have senior executives, middle management, and you have professionals. Thank you very much. I will keep telling me, Mike, I'm going to keep my hands down at some point. Then you have the different colors at the bottom. So blacks are represented in the dark blue. You have Hispanics, Asians, and women. So as you can see, the number of women in the pipeline is that gold bar. 56% of women, uh, and again, these numbers are all in this report. You can get all the details in the sourcing. But if you look at the, the, the black professionals, we have the lowest number of executives. And the greatest gains are by women and Asian American men. These are just facts. This is information. So, you know, no drama, just information. So we know this to be true. The other thing that we, one of the many, many charts is, here's a chart also, Mike, if you could stay close on this one. Um, so we're also talking about, we know the results. We know, this isn't new information for any of us, right? We know, when I say the results continue to get worse, almost every metric that you look at for African Americans, the numbers continue to change. So this chart shows all minorities. It shows blacks and African Americans, Hispanics, and then Asians. This is just a slice of many, many. I think that the full deck is like 64 pages or 
46 pages or something ridiculous. There's an executive summary that's four pages, and then there's a detailed report that I would absolutely recommend you to go to. Go to nbnbaa.org and then just query on um, State of the Black Professional Report or Black Think Tank. Either of those words will take you to the details. So um, it's amazing. So these are just very quickly some information. So if you look at this chart, what it shows, and you can see where my little finger is pointing, is you look at the blue, it represents 2007. The green represents 2015. So if you look at that eight-year period, what this is just showing is that the number of black professionals, executive professionals, has gone down in the last eight to ten years. Down. And you can see the sources, EEOC, um, government, it's sourced from the government, right? So no one's, we're not making this stuff up. This is just information that's out there. And again, they have tons of slices. He has it by industry. This is overall, but there's tons of other information that you can access as well. So my only point for this is to say, can we all agree that the trends are not moving in the right direction? The first um, graph showed that we're not even in the pipeline. This graph shows that the number of us in professional roles are going down. So if our goal initially was to increase the number of professionals that are in poverty, increase the number of, excuse me, decrease the number of professionals that are in poverty, increase the number of professionals that are in leadership roles. If you make it to corporate America, we want to make it a good environment. We also don't want to bring a lot of people in and have them have drama. So I'll keep going. So what's interesting is we know the challenges. Mike, I'm going to ask you to go in again, if you can, on the on the detailed um chart here. So what we're going to do as a part of the work, one of the things I'm doing as a consultant, one slice of the work that I'm doing as an individual is to help train and elevate expectations for corporations and individuals, right? For leaders, if you were thinking, yeah, I know these things, we can help you to solve a variety of what we know to be ongoing challenges, right? So my business, honestly, this business, this bigger than me business, this show, thank you, Mike, keep telling me, this Bigger Than Me show, I get a little excited, and Mike is telling me to keep my hands down. So my business was born from this urgent call to action. All of the data that's available is not positive. Like, it, most of it is, like, showing metrics where, where it's not uh, accruing to our success in the future. So what I'm doing with this business is addressing the key shared challenges to advancement that continue to persist even after 40 years of DNI work. So we've been talking about diversity and inclusion for 40 years. We've been talking about this concept. Are you? Can you go in close again, Mike? Sorry, one more time. Sorry, but real quick on this 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 document. The challenges to advancement are clear. This concept of unconscious bias. If you've never heard that before, we do tons of training in corporate America about the concept of unconscious bias. We haven't fixed it, but we talk about it all the time. So this is where patterns of exclusion are invisibly embedded into how leaders are chosen. They're embedded into performances, how, how, how you're rewarded. It's in, embedded into all aspects of the system in corporate America. So when I talk about this girl, and her name will go un, uncalled, uh, and numerous individuals who've come to me, completed surveys as I ask these questions about their experiences, and, and, and people are traumatized. By these experiences, you get to corporate America, you do, you do your best in school, you, you're first in your family to go to college. That was also my experience. I was the first in my family to go to college. I had lots of, I don't know, um, expectation, right? And I had no problem. I felt very, very confident. 
that I was doing exactly what I was supposed to do. Like we know how to um, succeed given the current system. What we're talking about today is how can we actually change the system? How can we change? What things can we do to change the status quo? If we know that these are some of the challenges to advancement, this concept of unconscious bias, these aren't mine. These are documented. Same content has been documented for the last 40 years. So don't ask me. Go look up these terms or you can go to the site, this, this nbnbaa.org. Go get tons of great information about it. This is not me saying, making this up. This is what we know. This is what corporations, Microsoft, all the corporations, they train their, their managers and individuals about these concepts. So it's not new. Unconscious bias. They talk about this unequal performance standards, like you can do more and get less. That was my experience, which was quite traumatizing. Like I literally created this initiative called Earl. Give me a moment. <laughs> Just a shockingly exceeded expectations to the point where I got awards from other teams and my, and then somehow at the end of that process, not only was I not rewarded, but I was given an opposite report out from a different manager. I just needed a moment. Thank you. <laughs> so did I, it, it is what it is. But what I can tell you is it got me super excited. It got me excited because I realized that I get to be a part of the change, right? So I'm not telling you about someone else's story. I'm also telling you about my own. This is an experience that I had. And what was truly traumatizing for me is that not only did I do five times the amount of work because my brother was dying. I had a brother who had cancer. And I was getting a bonus in year one. And I was expecting the same bonus in year two. So I did at least the same, if not more. So I did literally five times what I was asked to do because I needed that bonus to save his life. FYI, I didn't get the bonus. Was shocked and traumatized. And I really didn't allow myself to address that as an issue because, again, that's kind of what we do. We suck it up and keep it moving, right? Because we kind of expect people are told from birth, basically, you got to do twice as much. Women, minorities, you got to do twice as much to get half the credit. We've heard that. And I'm not bitching. Sorry, can't say that word. Sorry, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, like, this is part of our culture. This is part of my story. So this is not a, a, a bad story. I'm just saying this is what we know to happen in corporate America. And so part of what I'm excited about is being able to be part of the solution to help people, including corporations individuals. We know this to be happening. So unconscious bias, we talk about it all the time. We're trained on it. Um, we, meaning white America, corporate America, we, leaders are trained on these topics. So again, this is not new. Similarity bias. We know this to be one of the challenges to advancement for those who are in the minority, not just blacks, but even women. You know, you could be someone who is um, an introvert on a team of extroverts. You could be, I mean, there are any differences that you have it, it plays against you. So there's this concept of a similarity bias. So if you're a white woman or a white male, then you you have similarity bias. I'm a black female. I have similarity bias too. It's not a bad thing. No one's, no one's being attacked. We're just saying these things exist. We know them to be true. How do we change things? And then there's this lack of CEO accountability measures. And I love this one. These are, these aren't my answers. This is what we came up with collectively as a part of a think tank, a national think tank. Um, and we know these are the answers. These are the challenges rather. What's exciting is we spent as much time on the answers. We also know exactly what to do. We know what to do to drive long-term systems change. And yes, Mike, I'm going to ask you to zoom in on this one if you can. So we're creating a framework 
for ongoing engagement for all of us to participate together in our own solutions. So these solutions are very clear. We know that we need to develop and align strategic support systems. And that's kind of part of what this community is about. So it's really about connecting us together as mentors and seeing, you know, coaches and sponsors and all of us together in this community having conversations about what we know to be true, honest conversations about what we know to be true. No blame. Again, the concept of adaptive leadership is we all learn together and we move toward change. These bigger than me moments, is, which is what I call them, are, are opportunities for us to grow and learn together. It's very exciting. Thank you. So again, we all get to be a part of the solution. So really today was a bit of an invitation. I'm saying join us. Together we can share our stories and our wisdom. We can build our communities for change. That's why I'm inviting you all to be a part of this conversation. Yes, you can email me at Tracy at Bigger Than Me The Movements. Yes, bigger than me the movement.com. So again, what can we do together? Share our stories, share our wisdom, build our communities for change, and then elevate expectations for all. This is really about us just getting to a better place. And again, solving community challenges is one of the things we're doing. We're also addressing global problems. But what I'm super excited about is we get to change the status quo for generations to come. And it's not just on the topic of diversity and inclusion. I just decided to use today to have this conversation because I hadn't had the conversation before on this show. And I really wanted to provide a, a legacy for those who've asked the question about the what and the why. So really what today is about is it's an invitation. Are you ready? I know that we can do this together, and I'm super excited to invite you all to be a part of change. We have five minutes left, so I'm going to clip through a few other slides. This is a recap of what we know. Again, in summary, we have a shared problem. Don't worry about it, Mike. I'm going to move really quickly through it. Um, come to a semi-close shot. But basically, we are the solution. We know what the challenges are that have persisted for 40 years. And if you have a dream and a hope that we could be part of this legacy, together we're going to be able to make a change. Now, let me just tell you a little bit about this concept of a blue ocean strategy. Because you might be wondering, Tracy, darling, that all sounds great. <laughs> you might be saying to yourself, that sounds wonderful. Congratulations. Uh, I'm in. But you all might also be wondering, well, what makes you different? So what I'm doing is it's called a blue ocean strategy. And this is a, a concept that was built, again, it's not mine, but I tapped into it and I have the, the resource right here. But we focus on innovation. So we're basically doing something new, doing something different. It's, it's kind of the concept of Uber and Netflix. So before Netflix came along, we all went to blockbusters. Now we all download and stream videos electronically. That's a blue ocean strategy. This was about a business deciding to do something different. So that's what I'm doing with this business. I am doing something different in such a way that, Mike, if you can keep us together. Are you good? Okay. No. So um, my goal for this work is to, again, it's about innovation, so I'm doing something different, creating this ecosystem, and we're inviting you to be a part of the solution. So normally when you think about a consulting business, what I'd say is normally solutions are not, consulting-type solutions are not scalable. What makes this one extremely scalable is that it's bigger than me. What I'm doing is I'm inviting you to be a part of this solution. All of you have had experiences. Now, again, whether it's about diversity and inclusion, whether it's about weight loss, whether it's about being a better parent, a better wife, 
starting a business, whatever that thing is that you want to achieve and accomplish, we're creating a community to move that work forward. So again, very simply, we are here to invite you to be a part of something special, to help us by sharing your stories, helping us to elevate expectations. Again, we do something very simple. We build on the power of purpose, destiny, and legacy. My purpose is to help with this global effort. If you want to build a legacy, if you want to tap into a destiny where your life will contribute to the greater good, now is our time. Now is our time. Together, we can make a difference. I'm super excited about this. We're doing something very simple, very special. Again, we use technology, community, and positive psychology to help good people do great things. We tell stories. We share wisdom. We elevate expectations. Just in the nick of time, what I wanted to do is invite each of you to reach out to me. Again, if you would like to be a part of this initiative, it's Tracy, T-R-A-C-I, at Bigger Than Me, The Movement, B-I-G-G-E-R, Bigger Than, T-H-A-N, Me, M-E, The Movement, T-H-E, Movement, M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T.com. Tracy at BiggerThanMeTheMovement.com. And again, join us each week on KKNW, 11.50 a.m., as we focus on Bigger Than Me. Again, it's all bigger than me, baby. <laughs>